Welcome to the Knife Journal Podcast. What episode are we on? I think we're on 77. Could I think be. we're 77. Right. Well, <laughs> and, and we're on a bit of a road trip. Uh, I'll tell you about that some other time, but on our way back, we stopped by uh, DLT Trading, uh, which is uh, one of the big, big companies that uh, sells knives on the interwebs. And a store. Yeah, they have an actual storefront, so it's not like you're just, you know, buying from some guy's garage or whatever. Kitchen table. Right. And uh, so, why don't you tell us who you are and... Well, I'm Jason from uh, from DLT, and glad to be on the the podcast here today. Um, <clears throat> so, how, how, first off, what's your website? Uh, www.dlttrading.com. And then get all the you all your information is on there as far as it. Uh, it is absolutely your email address, email, telephone, okay. Facebook link, the whole nine yards, Twitter, Instagram. You Twitter? I don't. Do you, have, do you have Twitter people? We have people here that do, as well as Instagram, which I have not yet been on, but will be at some point. So uh, what are what are some of the brands you sell? Some of the bigger ones that, that we sell, uh, we do a lot with Bark River, of course. Um, Ambush is a newer brand that we're really starting to grow legs with. Um, we've also... Uh, traditionally had a, a real strong history with, with Buck and Victorinox. They're real good brands for us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, we've taken on Chris Reeve knives, and they've done done well for us. Um, Medford, uh, we're going to have our first shipment of Medford product coming in in uh, June. We're excited about them. Uh, LT Rice products have done done very well for us. Falk Niven, Benchmade is strong. Do a little bit in Spyderco. Um so we have we have a pretty good brand offering and mm-hmm. and growing every day we've got uh, we've got some smaller custom makers uh, Fiddleback Forge Andy stuff is coming in here first part of next week so new brands being added not every day but uh, a few a month anyway sweet yeah tell us uh, a little bit about Ambush knives so Ambush is is a brand that that I developed based on um, some of the things that that I didn't see in the marketplace that I liked combined with um, things that I did like. Um, the fixed blades are all built by Bark River Knives. Mike and his crew there do a great job for us. The designs are done by me and by my employees um, uh, with the, the, the manufacturing being done by Bark River. And they've done a real good job for us. We do things, we do some things a little bit different than what you'll see on the Bark Rivers. Uh, most of the Bark Rivers are satin finished with uh, with a convex grind. Ours are uh, a flat grind to a convex terminal edge, which is uh, what I wanted. I like the a little bit thinner geometry that a flat grind provides, but I do like the convex terminal geometry Um because the edge retention is very good, as well as easy field sharpening. So for me, it's the the perfect balance, and that's the direction we went. We also decided to have the option of doing stonewash. Uh, I like the stonewash appearance on knives, 
And so we've done that, and those have been very well received. So the flat two convex and the stone wash are a little bit different than what Bark River does, as well as having a sculpted version um, optional on some of the knives, which also has been pretty well received. That's general. Your scales, course. you mean? Yeah, sculpted right. scales. Yep, exactly. Right. They look sharp. Look very sharp. Yeah, yeah, they've uh, they've done real well. The Ambush Alpha was the first one that we came out with, kind of a medium-sized field knife um, that sold like a rocket out of the gate. Here, about two weeks ago, we did the Sentry, which is an EDC-sized knife and done very well for us. Next model that we'll have will be a small field. Uh, for guys that are listening here, they're Bark River guys. Think gunny size with a bigger handle and a little more blade height. So um, we've got a few of those in stock already. Uh, not ready to, to ship out at this point because we're still doing the Kydex and leather sheaths. Um, but we've had a chance to play around with those and field test them, and, and those should be, should be very good also. Now the Ambush Alpha is in a leather sheath. Uh, it's you leather. Custom? You actually have the option of choosing leather or or kydex or whatever you want. Yeah. So one of the benefits of having a storefront is that you actually have customers walking in, and uh, <laughs> that's so not a bad thing. You might hear a little bit of noise in the background, which is fine with us. So. Uh, as long as we're not interfering. No. Nope. They might want to look at the bar curvature. Yeah. Actually. actually uh, <laughs> Well, just kidding. What else? Uh, what else uh, should we? Should yeah, but we the, about? so you're making a custom. You're doing those here. You're doing those in-house. So the Kydex, or are they uh, doing those? No, the the Kydex. Uh, I have an employee that makes Kydex, makes custom Kydex for a lot of the Bark River models, as well as the Ambush stuff. Um, we're also likely going to do. Kydex for some of the Falk Niven models, as, as well as possibly some other brands that we think that there's a need for. Okay. And, well, it's kind of handy if somebody calls up and says, hey, I got an F1. Can you make me a Kydex sheath for it? You can go, yeah, which handle do you have? And go to the case and get one. And Right. Yeah. You know, that's always kind of handy when that happens. Yep. And, and, and not so much that we're looking to do one-piece orders. There's custom guys out there that we don't want to don't want to necessarily step on anybody's toes, but but more so have uh, production ones built so that somebody can just buy it right from the site and have it in a couple of days. All of our all of our products, is, as most of the listeners know, should ship same day or if it's ordered late in the day, the next business day. So what we're looking for is if you have an F1 or an S1 and you want uh, you have the leather or maybe the the plastic sheath and you want to upgrade to a nice Kydex one. Uh, that you have the option to just buy it and have it in just a few days as opposed to waiting for a, a custom right, maker right. to make it. And by doing it in larger quantities, the, the price Price-y point is going to be a lot better, yeah. That's kind of handy. It is. It's On the Bark River line, it's been received very well for us. You know, uh, customers have been very happy with uh, the ability to buy it. Um, and I think for, for Mike and his crew, it's been nice, too, because occasionally there's guys that will only buy a knife if there's a Kydex option for it. So if you don't have the Kydex, they may buy a different brand. So, right, right. so it's worked very well. <coughs> now, I don't see... Oh, I guess I do see an S-Wing Axe. Yep, we yeah, do. Yep. Yeah, is that the only brand you're carrying? Or are you? uh, no, in, in Axes we have um, Snow and Neely that we carry. We carry the S-Wing, as you mentioned, and we also have Wetterlings. 
And then we recently added the Holtefors line, which previously was only stocked in Canada in the North American market. So if you wanted to buy one, you had to pay a a ton with shipping, whereas they're now um, distributed in the United States. And those Holtefors axes are super nice. Yeah, yeah. And you did, you you probably sold through those uh, Wetterlings. The customized ones that Bark River did? Yeah, we we sold through those. We're going to do another run of them though. Yeah. Yeah, real nice. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> real so nice. They, you changed the edge geometry a little bit on those. We did. Had we had Bark River polish the the head to yeah. take some of the slag off, as well as put a speed grind on there, so that it uh, performs a little bit better in North American hardwoods. Okay. Yeah. So it makes a really. It takes. It, it starts with a very good axe and makes a a tremendous customized axe. Yeah. Yeah, they're beautiful when they're done. They do a nice job. Yeah. Well, any anything else? Give give the website again. Uh, website's DLT. So D like David, L like Lima, T like Tango Trading dot com. And you guys can always call in. We're open eight to five Central Time, eight seven seven six two 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 three nine seven. Myself and my staff are here to help with any questions that you guys have. Uh, don't ever hesitate to call, email. You, you staff nothing but knife nuts here, correct? That's it. So we're yeah. not having anybody that's just like a the, telephone operator the, that doesn't the, know this anything is, about nothing. This is not Amazon.com. <laughs> this is not a big box retailer. If you talk to somebody, they're going to know about knives. And if they can't answer your question, they'll get with, with somebody here in my staff that can answer your question. We all love knives. We all use them on a regular basis. Um, and, and, and my crew has different interests. Like Paul, for instance, is uh, he loves the modern stuff. He loves folders. He loves tactical stuff. I'm more of a traditional guy. I'm more fixed blade. I'm, an, I'm a big-time hunter, so hunting knives are a strong suit of mine. Um, but having that diversity, we all have little interests and can cover every, every base pretty well. Sweet. All right, well, thanks for being on the podcast. Yep, really hey, guys, it, thanks Nancy. for stopping in. It was nice seeing you guys as always. Yep. Thanks again. Yep, bye. Bye. Bark River Knives offers the best combination of ultra-modern CNC components and old-world craftsmanship. All Bark River Knives are hand-convex ground and sharpened to perfect cutting geometry for the task they are designed to perform. Bark River Knives are available through our authorized dealers. So uh, I hope you enjoyed the first part of the podcast involving uh, an interview with our... Jason from DLT. DLT. Um, It's a few days later. Uh, Things have been fairly busy around here. If you're joining us on video uh, and not on the actual uh, iTunes podcast, uh, you can listen to the first part of the podcast by just subscribing to us or and downloading the interview. So um, this is my new backyard. Yeah, this is awesome. You have to do a, you probably do a 180-degree turnaround. This is very cool. Yeah. Beautiful, I mean, beautiful area. Yep, and it's in uh, Michigan. I uh, 
live on a peninsula jutting out into Lake Michigan, which is pretty nice. <clears throat> well, Michigan is like the land of peninsulas. Right. And so if you can figure it out, more power to you. Do you know, um, do you know what the, uh, um, the state motto is? What's this? If you seek a pleasant peninsula, look around you. Uh, oh, God damn it! I'm gonna have to cut that out. Um, so anyway, uh, it's all good. Uh, Jim has a uh, a drink of 15 uh, year age uh, bobbin cork. Uh, both of us have a pretty strong history with Haiti, and both of us uh, enjoy this. Um, mine, of course, is iced tea with added caramel coloring because I'm not allowed um, strong spirits. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so Here's there you. we go. Mm. Now, in honor of our uh, country's recent normalization of relationships with Cuba, yep. Um, why don't you tell them what we've got here? We've got a Monte Cristo number two. Right. Um, you know, I came home from Iraq with a big box of these. Right. And this is like actually one of my favorite cigars. And the American version is actually pretty good too. Uh huh. Um, I don't know how they're going to get away with this with. Because the company that's here is now Monte Cristo. Yeah. And I'm not sure how that that's going to all play out. And play all out. It'll be kind of interesting to see. Who's going who's gonna to say what and yeah. how that works out in court yep. and whatnot. I can't even see. Um, so as a cigar cutter, uh, I used one of the knives I'm fairly excited about, wanted to tell everybody about. I uh, went to the trouble of uh, getting a uh, bussy Team Gemini Light Brigade made. Um, I think it's a fabulous knife. Uh, I love it so much that I am not going to use it for anything but cutting cigars. Uh, and then eventually, with my uh, knife company, I'm going to, just for my personal use, gonna I'm going to knock off it. I'm going to knock, knock it off just for me so that I can have one to use in the woods um, the the people on, that are listening cannot see what we're doing, but I'm holding one up. And then I have a uh, sheath that's a fairly good um, facsimile of what Daryl uses on uh, Walking Dead. And honestly, like, wouldn't you say Daryl's the best character? Yes. Okay, so I have you a pretty like good... Call? <laughs> call. Coral! Coral! Well, at any rate... Uh, the sheath was made by my friend Dwayne Keith Puckett at Armor All Leather. Uh, he so far has made every sheath that has ever been released with a Versteg blade. And so I'm actually fairly excited about this new bussy knife. I think the handle, they, I, I am usually not a fan of, of a lot of handles that are produced by a lot of knife companies, not naming any names. I think I should go out and chop a cinder block with that. Yeah, right. I'm not letting you anywhere near this. This is going to my safe, except to cut cigars. Um, but uh, I just, I think they they really nailed the ergos on the handle. Um, the fit and finish on my particular one is freaking awesome, and I'm it's it's one of my uh, favorite knives now. And and probably the reason it's one of my favorites is because Daryl had it. Um, if I'm to be honest and fair. Um, so I'm I'm actually fairly excited about that. The the other thing I'm excited about is I recently uh, built, well I purchased and then built my own uh, little key bar 
that, that What'd you has, put in it? Well, Keys? I, well, no. So um, my house, when I bought this house, had uh, five different doors with locks in it and five different keys. Uh-huh. So I hired a locksmith to come out and replace the uh, locks so that it's only with one key. So there's one key on here. There's a 32 gigabyte flash drive. Hmm. Uh, and then um, there's a bottle opener because uh, there's ways to open a bottle without any of that, but it hurts my hands and it shakes up your beer, so uh, I prefer to have an actual tool to do it. And then uh, right next to the, the handle, I've got Victorinox tweezers and toothpick. Uh, was that a... a- did you put that in? Yeah, uh, no, you can order comes, it. Right, or it comes yeah. in it? Yeah, you can order it right from the company. Like I'm hmm. I'm like super impressed. So they must be they must be Victor Knox dealers. Or uh, does it just have a hole and you had to I rob think, one of your other knives? Well no, I think you know, that's not a that's not a Victor Knox part standard. The toothpick and the tweezers probably are, but you can buy those in bulk um, from from Victor Knox. So I would think. Yeah. Uh, I'm extremely happy with my purchase. I've carried it every single day since I got it. Um, I can't complain. Now, the thing the thing about this, and I think you'll actually get fairly excited about this. I don't get fairly excited about much. You'll get excited about this. Okay. This is screaming for somebody to make a, a, a decent quality blade that will go in. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. And so I I have a design in mind that I'm going to put in here that will fit in here. So what happens when you go to a TSA and you have your key well, bar? That's, <laughs> right. Well, the, the key bar as I have it set up right now should not have any um, problems. But, I mean, if you, if you start putting knives on there, you know, it might be another story. And it's kind of starting to sprinkle. We may, depending on what this does, we may step inside here. Um, I lit my cigar. Well, you can smoke it inside, and we'll just blow it out the blow it out the door. It'll be fine. Um, go in the garage. Yeah, we could go in the garage or out to whatever. But it, it's not it's not too bad right now. So I think I was wet all day, so it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, I just if it starts turning into a downpour, we'll go inside. But at any rate, this is the key bar is an awesome product. It's it's, it's this and that bussy are the things that I'm most excited about right now, and uh, there will be a Versteg blade, uh, custom blade or two or three that uh, fits in there depending on what you want and how you want to set it up. Um, you know what I'm excited about? What? American Knife Company's Forest Knife is coming out next week, I think. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> on the shop floor, are they? Yeah, not? very yeah. close. Yep, yep, yep. They are. Mm-hmm. And so they will be available shortly from mm-hmm. Blue Ridge DT DLT and uh, Derek. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us uh, for people that are just tuning in uh, and not? You know, super regular listeners, they mm-hmm. may not have heard. Um, tell us first about American Knife Company, and then tell us about this uh, particular knife. Okay, so American Knife Company is uh, is a it's a knife company that I've kind of been thinking about for a long time, but I've never really taken the plunge 
mm-hmm. and uh, you know a lot of guys know my history I've been around for a long time right and a very avid knife user and <clears throat> what I always wanted to do was basically and I don't know if you'd call them tribute knives I guess you'd call them tribute knives is go back and make knives that had been made in the past designs that I like tweak them a little bit to, 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 to make, make more the improvements modern. that you would have wanted yes, on the knife. in the time. Yeah. And so the first the first knife that I did was actually one of my favorite knives ever, which is a 1903 Marbles Ideal right. model number one. Yeah. And what we did was we made it into a full tang knife. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's going to be uh, uh, a crew... Uh, we're calling that the Cruiser ser- Series, mm-hmm. and it really is a tribute to Webster Marble as a, as a timber <clears throat> cruiser and the knife that he first designed. Mm-hmm. And so we, we ran into some some CAD engineering <laughs> problems, which, hey, welcome to the knife industry. And so the second knife that that we had on the drawing board became the first knife. Yeah. And the second knife is a bushcraft knife because everybody needs a bushcraft knife. And it's got a, um, uh, it's, I don't want to say it's a complete knockoff because it does have some subtle differences in it, but it looks real similar to a certain tool that was designed with the help of Moore's. Yeah, and, and people who have one will recognize it right away. immediately. Right away. But and, well, with some improvements. Yeah, because, because one of the complaints that, that everybody that I've had, that I've spoke with that has had that knife, they, they all like it. They mm-hmm. all got it as a, as a quote-unquote grail knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. They all got it as a grail knife. And God damn. <laughs> I can see why you like those. Yep. They're strong, though. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Don't turn green. No. Okay. They all got it as a grail knife, and all but one got rid of them. And they all said the same thing. They wanted this knife like crazy up until they got it, mm-hmm. and they said it was too handle-heavy. Almost every pre, every person that had it said the same thing. It's too handle-heavy. Now, handle these, these are people that you knew that yeah. had it. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. so it's it, he's not saying that every person who got one. Right, he's saying that. But right. the, every every person that I know that has had one has has. Got it as a grail knife. They waited and they found one and they were all excited about getting it. They got it. They used it for a little bit and they passed it on. Right. And it wasn't because they didn't like the knife. Mm-hmm. It's just that it was like the mystique had come out of it. Well, and they, but they all said, the, the guys that I know said the same thing, which was the knife is too handle heavy. Right. And so what we did was we made it lighter. And then so, you and, changed and the way the butt plate. Yeah, we changed the way the butt plate things. is done, and we uh, we think we did it a little different, a little better, a little you know, and yeah. uh, and then the the blade shape is a little bit different too. Yeah, I mean the the handle ergos is it's real similar, but yeah. it's but it's there is subtle differences, and it's not an exact replica, right? Uh, but it's just a, a kind of an improvement on it, and. Um, 
So I think that Matt Knife's going to be out in the soon, in, like like it's literally on the floor right now. Yeah, very. Soon. And then the the Cruiser series is going to be out next, which I'm really excited about because that's that's got like the that's the knife you wanted. To that's start what I wanted to start the whole thing out with. Yeah. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to make a whole forest family of knives. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a whole Cruiser family of knives, mm-hmm. and then when those are out, we're going to go after another. Something that I really liked from the past, and we're going to make tweaks and improvements on it and let that one go, too. Sweet. Um, I've been kind of, I'm a big Bob Loveless fan. I'd like to do a, I'd love to do a Bob Loveless knife. There's Um, a lot of his knives that I would like to see made. They're just freaking gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, so, so, you know, we're, uh, you know, and they're all, you know, small runs. I mean, we're not doing... We're not doing huge productions of them, but, you know, um, but I think, you know, American Knife Company is kind of a cool, kind of a cool name, and it's, you know, we're going to be tribute, paying tribute to some of the old school knife designers from way back when. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And we need to uh, put together a website mm-hmm. for you sometime. Um, I've got a lame one up right now. But. So speaking of uh, grail knives... This uh, Bossy Team Gemini Light Brigade was one of the knives that I most wanted mm-hmm. uh, because uh, Daryl has it, mm-hmm. and Daryl is just he's just beyond bad. I'm surprised you're not walking around with a with a uh, crossbow. I'm thinking. I, I'm honestly thinking of it. Like I that character. I love that character so much. Well, I want to tell you that the experience of lusting after a grail knife and getting it and not being happy with it, I had the exact opposite experience with this bussy. Mm-hmm. I freaking love this knife. Like, it is you everything know, it, I wanted, and it's better than I thought it would be. But you're not going to use it. No, I'm not going to use this one because I'm going to put it away in my safe, and I'm going to protect it from people you know, like You know him. what's interesting about you and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build a version of it. I have a knife company. I can, I know can make a version of this. What's and, interesting about Grail knives, though, and, and this is this is really an interesting phenomenon that I that it cracks me up because it does drive a lot of us. Right. You know, we get the Grail knife, and then once we have it, we find another Grail knife. Well, I'm going to have other Grail and knives. Some, and some, yeah. some people um, will sell their Grail knife. Oh. And to move on to another grail knife. No, I am I am it's never kind of funny. ever ever letting anyone have this until I'm dead. Yep. I love this knife. Well, one of the one of the little fixed blade knives that I carry a lot is a is a little canoe. Yeah, a little little marbles ideal canoe with a little stag pommel. Right. And I really I really love that little knife. It's only like a four and a half inch little fixed blade, and um, I didn't have the. I didn't have a proper sheath for it, but mm-hmm. I had a, I got one from, uh, from Mike that that it fit quite well, a pouch, nice pouch sheath, and um, you know it's and I and I truly do like that knife. Yeah. Now um, I would like to get a. I would not mind getting like a real Lyle Rambo knife. I'm. That's a, you know I would not mind you know I mean that's I, that's that's on my list and they're expensive if I mean I, they're truly exactly and the and, expensive and that's what's <clears throat> holding me off is the cost of the Lyle Rambo 
eventually... I don't think I would even carry that. No, I'm going to... Truly, I, I don't think I would well, carry that's, that. Well, that's a Lyle Rambo I'm going to put in the safe next to this one. Next to my uh, Team Gemini. Like, I, I love it so much that I want to keep it like it was the second that I opened it out of the mm-hmm. box. And I, I don't do that with any knives. No. I would do that with a Lyle Rambo. And the one that I'm going to buy to use is a Martin knife. Yeah. Like, Martin Knives does a fantastic job. I've handled them. I think they're some of the best-made knives on the market. Mm-hmm. And and it's a lot more reasonably priced than buying an actual Lyle. Yeah, and remember, Lyle is dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, he's so, still dead. Yeah, so somebody's making them, probably mm-hmm. one of his kids or something. But, but you know, unless, oh, yeah. unless you're going to get one of the ones that he made... Right. You know, I, I think that the Martin knives are probably, from the ones I've handled... You know, it's funny, I have, a, I have a Martin knives poker knife yeah. that I actually like a lot. Yeah, those are awesome. Even that's made in China, and I'm, I had the, uh, I had a sheath made for it because I didn't like the sheath that came with it. Right. But the knife is reasonably priced. I mean, it's a lot of knife for the money. Yeah. Um, it, which is surprisingly, I mean, it's... And if you talk to if you talk to Hank, I mean he'll tell you that it's it's made exactly the same way. <laughs> it's yeah. different materials and but yep. it's he said it's made exactly the same way. They the handle joint is exactly the same. Yeah, they did. The, they apparently did a nice they're doing job. a good job on it. Um, I I still kind of want to buy one of the original Martins oh, yeah. to yep. support yep. that that uh, custom maker I, I just think their stuff is fantastic yep. I just I just haven't gotten around to pulling the I'd like trigger. to find I'd like to get my hands on a couple of their folders one of their folders anyway yeah that'd be nice so one of our guys has got one I can't get it from him I I heard something recently that I did didn't have any idea of and I may have completely misheard it No, you did not mishear that. No, what I what I think I may have misheard is that is that Chris Reeves is no longer associated with Chris Reeves knives. Is that true or is that a rumor? I had heard that. I have not. I have heard that from a couple different people, and I have I'm not sure if he retired. I know he wanted to retire, but I'm not sure the full extent of the story. And, I, and the story that I heard was may or may not be accurate. I don't want to repeat that, okay. but uh, it was it was a real surprise to me. Okay, well, I I may have misheard that people, <laughs> and so it don't, could be true, but I don't don't know. don't take my word for it. Um, this is just a rumor that I heard, and I I still think so. I we'll may have to get we'll it. have to get some reports back from the Blade Show people. And from our spies. And are from... <laughs> we have some spies. One of them uh, you can find on Instagram. He's an official spy. He has an, uh, Grendel. He has the Grendel prototype. Uh, he goes. He used to be Scurvy092. Now he's Dr. or Dr. Scurvy. <laughs> so I don't know what happened there, but he changed his username. And so can you do I, that on Instagram? Must be. You must be able to. Um, huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, so so that's... A, I mean, whatever happened with that, and whether anything happened with it, 
I don't know. We may have I I may have completely misheard it, but I heard it independently yeah, it of was, Jim. Yep. It was uh it was a um you know, no matter what happened, he he was very innovative. He is very innovative. Um I own you know, his, been, I own two of his knives. He's he's been riding on a Sebenza for a long time. Yeah. You know, and he still is back ordered. It's still hard to come by. I mean, they're still in demand. Speaking of which, somewhere in this house in a box is a lefty Sebenza. And you can't find it? I haven't been able to find it. And there is a bussy badger with a Dwayne Keith pocket sheet somewhere in this <laughs> house. And I told uh, my wife that every single box, everything, will be completely unpacked and broken down. Uh, and I anything have, I we don't, anything have... we don't want to keep out of those boxes, I'm going to donate to charity or... I have recycle two, or whatever. I have two uh, Sabenzas. I have uh, the uh, the old style one, and then I have the the, the twenty one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like that one a lot. And um, and then I have the one the BG forty two one that he made for a lot of years. I, I I mean I like both of them. Yeah. Um, I actually have some hollow handle. Yeah, I have one. Yep. That I bought from our illustrious moderator yep. Scott Eldridge, well, who used, uh, by used, the way is at Blade Show this weekend. You used to have one. What? Oh, he lifted it. Okay. <laughs> well, at any rate, um, Blade Show is this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, notice that both of us are sitting on my porch right now. Well, we I had a I had a prior issues. commitment. I thought yeah. Blade Show was last weekend mm. because it always had been last weekend, mm. and I changed it, fast forwarded it to this weekend, mm. and uh, maybe I just thought it differently i don't know but i had scheduled myself for a dive class that um i'm helping a friend of mine who who does sonar brian abbott Mm -hmm. big shout out to uh to brian abbott and uh his his company's called nautilus marine Mm -hmm. and uh he does uh, sector scanning sonar Right. And which I'm I get all excited about that geeky shit. He's a listener, is he not? Yes, he is. Yes, he is actually. And uh and so he asked me a while ago if I would be if I would help him out with this uh search and recovery class and be a diver for them. And uh, what he's doing is demonstrating the use of sonar in identifying targets on the bottom. And he, what I was going to do, what I did, and I've got to go tomorrow and do it again, is uh, the guys run, that are taking the class, which I've already been through these classes, right. they're going to basically tell me um, which direction to go underwater. You know, diver to your left, diver to your right, take two steps back, three steps forward. And there's Jim in, you know, 40-degree water. <laughs> <laughs> walking around the bottom like you know did you guys do some like synchronized swimming and oh yeah that, like, i did that all yeah, yeah exactly like exactly things. yeah i was Leg wearing lifts. a full face mask and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. with a camera i even had nice. a camera in my hand it's like okay what is this <laughs> what is what is here oh that's a rifle okay well what what's kind of funny is we, we're doing this in the harbor yeah and sonar if you don't know what sonar is um it's sound waves Right, and if you and just imagine it like a flashlight casting shadows. Right, okay, right. <clears throat> and so the bottom of the harbor had just been dredged. So Brian, and I love this guy. He's freaking. He's hilarious. Uh, he 
he takes like a, a little Beretta 92 airsoft pistol. He has an M1 Grand crack stock, and you put a piece of aluminum pipe on it for for uh, to, to make it look like a rifle. Right. And uh, some other doodads he throw he, and he throws them out in this harbor. Well, guess what? The harbor's got had been dredged out, so somebody was in there with a with a, a backhoe on a barge, mm-hmm. and they dredged out the bottom. So there's some spots, you know, the guys that are running the backhoe, they're just, they're on the deck uh, out of the water, and they're just running a backhoe digging holes. Yeah. And so there's de- there's a lot of depressions in the bottom of the lake uh, yeah. that the sound waves don't, know, don't they, they look as holes in the ground. And so if yeah. there's something in the hole, the, the sonar can't see it. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was like, okay, so we have to identify the holes, and then now we have to send you into the hole to find out if the gun or whatever is in there. So that's what we were doing today. It was fun. I, I I love helping Brian. I love diving. I mean, I'm a just I love it. Yeah. There's a uh, <clears throat> on the road that I live on. If you continue down past um, the road that goes up to your house. Uh, You'll find a dive shop, mm-hmm. and I am planning on um, trying, if I get time, to get scuba certified this mm-hmm. summer. If, mm-hmm. if not, I'll take a vacation and go somewhere in the Caribbean or something with a good. With we have good such course. nice wrecks up here and such nice yeah, I diving. Mean, I, and I I absolutely need to get scuba certified. The the problem now is that I just started a new job and I have a very well, difficult it, time. And you're busy. <laughs> And I'm slammed with stuff that I'm supposed <laughs> to be good. doing. That's good. I'm right. glad that that's working that, though. And, you know, so I, I have some stuff that I have to kind of work out, some issues and stuff. Um, and then I have to work that into the fact that I kind of really, really, really want to build a Cobra. <laughs> uh, and I want to go take a class on how that's done and stuff. So I, I think you should build a Triumph. Ah, screw! I, uh, this is a Triumph, only with a 550 horsepower motor in it. I don't want you to get killed. I'm not going to get killed. I've driven 500 horsepower cars before, just not ones that were only 2,200 pounds. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've, and I have a motorcycle. I'm responsible and stuff. Um, which I didn't take for a ride tonight. Well, uh, you can take it anytime you want. So, like, if if you decide to. Uh, uh, stay tomorrow and take down that tree, um, you can take that motorcycle home with you. And you can you can have it up at your house for a while. And I'll someday come back and get it, and I can drive your Jeep up there if you want me to. Um, depending on the weather. It, it's, it's there if you want it. Um, anyway, trying to think what else I know. Uh, knife wise Oh, yeah, the grinding. Okay, so people. Oh, oh. Uh, Honestly, th- this one is full, is it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this one is going to be like 60, what did I say, 62? 62, I think. 62 people. 62 people making knives. June 20th, I think, is D-Day for us. Yep. And I, I have a bunch of stuff to do the day before, and I think what how we're going to work it is is that I'm going to drive up to Jim's that night, stay overnight, Take actually off. in the car driving at 0500. Yep. So, so we're that, there in the, in the morning. So that we're there before the first knife is ground. Yep. And then... Uh, it's a two, two-and-a-half-hour drive. Yeah, but if, if, we, if we are actually on the road allowing for yep. three hours, we should be there before the first knife 
is ever ever sees a grinder. Yep. We, now they we may even be able to eat donuts when we get there. Possibly. Um, yep. They have. Uh, you, Jim showed me the the grinding knife for this time. Yeah, I got a I got a uh, uh, text message from Mike about doing a CAD drawing for him for uh, for the uh, for the grind the the grinding knife. And uh, it's like a it's like a meat cleaver crossed with a I don't know what uh, BK three badass. Yeah. Big, beefy, looks like it's made to, to like split firewood. So like, so like some of the knives that you're seeing in the <laughs> in the video games now have, they're these big square knives. Blunt, blunt yeah. on the front. Blunt look, on the look front. Look like meat cleavers. I mean, seriously. Yeah, like basically, it's like a meat cleaver, only it's longer and not as tall yep. in the blade section. Well, that's that's what it is. Uh, I'll be interested to see one finished. Um, I've seen a you lot know, I of bet designs you see, like that. Lately. I bet you you'll see the the. Uh, I'll bet you out of the. I th- I think he's doing. I don't know how many blanks he's doing, but he's doing he's doing a fair number of them. Mm-hmm. But I'll bet you that anybody that picks one of those up and does grinds one out, you're going to see that many different takes Versions on what, it. Yeah, what it should because be. It's, I mean, it's a square piece of steel. You yeah. can do anything you want yeah. with it. So I'm I mean, actually, you might see people. You might see people like grind out a completely different knife out of that. Out of that, block. yeah, and just use the handle and mm-hmm. then and then have the rest of the mm-hmm. and make something crazy out of it. Yep. So I'm actually fairly excited to see what people come up with for that. I I have no intentions of making a knife. There's too many freaking people. Uh, I'm just going to be up there to observe, interview, help out if if people want help. If they don't listen, you know, knock yourself out. Um, so that's coming up uh, June 20th um, these grind-ins are starting to fill up really fast so if if you have any interest in that make sure you figure out when the next one is at barkriverknives.com mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and you know what they're, the they're, and if you haven't done one of these you really should try it's, how, it's, how many custom knife makers have been born out of that grind a lot well, there's a one sitting here. Yeah, there's a lot of them. You know, yeah. I mean, and it's, and even if you don't become a knife maker, you, you appreciate what it takes to make them. And I mean, guys, it's, and you'll walk away with a knife that will last you your entire yep. lifetime that you made. Yep. You will walk away with a knife that will turn into an heirloom in your family. So yep. I, I encourage people. That there's not many opportunities like yep. that, and stuff like this doesn't last. And forever. you know what's what's interesting about it. There's a lot of people out there that don't realize that they there are other people like them that have the knife affliction, and it is an affliction. And they, <laughs> I mean, I remember one time I took uh, one of our shooting coaches, who was a retired state trooper, a great guy. Mm-hmm. He nobody ever really pointed out the fact that he was. I mean, he was seventy some years old, so it's not like he was like on the internet knowing that everybody else. I mean, it's it's kind of funny to. To, to look at the history of how people figure out that they're knife nuts, because they don't really know. If nobody tells them that, that there's other people like them, they just kind of like closet yeah. cl- closet knife nuts, and, and they don't want to share that with everybody. Usually, because, yeah, usually you have one friend that you can talk to about yeah, knives. Yeah, Like literally in your whole life, you'll meet one person <laughs> that likes knives as yeah, much as you exactly. do. Exactly. And that's the person you'll talk to them yep. about. and. 
and you'll keep it quiet outside. Yeah, it's the it's the funniest thing ever. Yeah. And so to when when I realized that he was like that, that he had the same affliction, I gave him a I don't remember what I gave, I gave him a pocket knife or something. I don't remember what it was. And and he just his eyes lit up, you know, and he was like, "Oh my God, there's kindred spirit here." Yeah. <laughs> and 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 so then I told him, you know, hey, come on up and let's do this. And he did, and he was, and his he died. Uh, a couple years after that happened and his kid at his at the funeral was talking about how much he loved going there and doing that he said it was like the best thing he said he, i'd have thought his grandbabies would have been the best thing that ever happened to him <laughs> and he was like but he spoke about this this experience that and it was it was actually kind of nice to 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 bring somebody into the family, sort of speak, you know, that doesn't, yeah. they're, they're like, they think that they're redheaded stepchildren their whole life because they don't realize that there's other people out there that love knives like this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, whole, you, they, they walk in, it's like, it's like everybody in here is like, we're all family. This yeah, is yeah. all, you know. We're all just absolutely batshit crazy about, about knives, knives. Which is nice, uh, which is another reason I enjoy going to Blade Show. Um, obviously, it's been several years since I've been able to make it, uh, but I do intend on going. I I don't know if I'll ever have enough inventory to actually show well, there. You know what's what's but, interesting about that, and and I know that as a um, as a knife nut, I'm not talking about as a business model or as a business plan, as a knife nut. It's nice to go and visit with your friends. Yeah. Um, if you are going from a pure business, you know, what what this does for your business, I'm not sure that it's the greatest thing ever. I think it's, you know, it, it's like one of those things that I think the guys that go there kind of dread going there. But you'll get... Because it's expensive, it's a lot of money, and they tend to not sell... I mean, a lot of guys will sell through all their products, and other guys won't sell, you know. But if you set that aside and you just go there as a, uh, like a mini vacation, or just to go and visit with your friends, yeah, just, well, guys that you don't see, yeah. you know, th- that's a th- you know that's a different story. I mean, hob, I hob, hobnob with your knife buddies. And use the trip as a business yep, expense, yep, yep. so that you're you're paying for it with pre-tax yep. dollars. And know and know that you're not uh, you're not going there with intentions of selling. I mean, you got yeah. guys that are going there that are that are 500 knives back ordered. Long they could they could give a shit less knives. whether they go there yeah. or not because you know I mean the internet's changed things so much yeah. that that you're you know you don't really have to go there anymore i mean well, mike's and, never and, been to one and, i mean not in since with bark river he's never been actually right. i don't even think he went when he was when they were with marbles i don't think that they went down there well when marbles and, and, back and again with with the power of the internet right ike there it is physically impossible for me to make enough knives to meet demand mm-hmm. if if i took and set aside it would it would take me months to put enough to put aside enough inventory to have a table worth of knives to show a blade show. Mm-hmm. Like and then all that time, everyone who's on my list who wants something from me is going to be really really aggravated with yeah. me because I'm not making their stuff. Yeah. 
You know, so I I will probably go again as a uh, as it's a, a it's an awesome spectator, right? Event. Yeah, I mean, it really, it, is. it's I amazing. Mean, and then if I, I think I think for custom makers it's hard because you're never you almost never have enough industry right. inventory. Right. If you're a mid tech maker, different story. Different story. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know and what? what I may do is I may do some mid tech stuff with a certain company. And then, and then bring those. Here's the deal that's kind of interesting about that. And one of the one of the marketing things that we talk about a lot is the fact that you're approachable, yeah, and you're and you're personable, and and your customers want to know want to know who you are, right? And that's one of the things they that's interesting to, to watch. You. Yeah, that's one of the yeah. things that's been interesting about Facebook because it's. People have become friends. It's like the forums was the same. Yeah. You know, you've become friends. You've noticed, you've you've met people on the forums. You've gone to gatherings of some kind. Either it was a, if it was a, a knife show, or if it was a, um, you know, where a group of people would meet together at a knife show and go to dinner, or, or a camping trip, or whatever. Yeah. You know, right. there's there's always those things that they're they're like the finishing touches of that relationship that was spawned. On Facebook or in the forums or yeah. you know one of the chat rooms or whatever, and you you've become friends with these people, but eventually you want to shake their hand or you want to break bread with them, hang or, out with them a little, bit. and hang out with yeah. them a little bit and see how they really are because you can invent a persona, on yeah. and and you you get to the point where you want to make sure that that's exactly it, the person that you think it is because because right. one of the things about one of the things about knife and there's a lot of phenomenal knife makers that can't sell knives. A lot of great knife makers. We we've talked have, about. Some they of have them. shitty personalities. Yeah. And and they don't. They they just don't know how. They just can't sell knives. And there's a lot of knife makers that. You know they don't make the best looking pieces in the world, but they still sell because they're like the greatest. They're like great people. Yeah. You know, and and, 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 and you know, so it's like you build a relationship and, with them, and right. you know. And and there's uh, there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. And and um, I mean, and it's funny because it seems like the higher end, the more the 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 better fit and finish, the better quality, the better the better the artist, I should say. Um, there sometimes seems to be a correlation with. The personality that's like less and less and less. Oh yeah, like some <laughs> of know? some of the best fit and finish knives that I have ever seen have yep. been made by total asshats. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like you're embarrassed yeah. to say that you're buying one of their knives. Yep. Except for the fact that if you like perfection, it's like well, it's like almost like the guy like the people are they make such perfect knives that they can be like perfect assholes too. Right. Well, and then and then in, in my cases, I will buy a knife uh, that I think is better quality than what I'm currently making. So that so that I have that to shoot yep, for, yep. and I can have a physical yep. specimen of something that's better than what I'm able yep. to do currently. Yep. Um, now, so I'll tell you, some of the some of the guys that are doing stuff that are like just fan, I mean, just fantastic. Van Barnett. Yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. Just beyond anything you can. No, you're not imagine. saying that he's an asshole. No, you're no, 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 no. I'm saying his stuff pieces. is. His stuff is yeah. beyond. Yeah, because that's that's not even... always the case, guy. I don't want anybody to get that impression yeah. that it's like always the case that that the most fantastic knives are made by the biggest. No, that's not true. It's it's, but there is a lot. There is a fair number of cases of that. But but well, for sometimes the most, shitty knives are made by shitty people. Well, there's that, and then the, then you just forget about them. You yeah, don't even you don't care. Even like, mention them. Like the only reason you would even look at. One of these knives is the knife is so good, and then you, then you have to start evaluating how important it is to you that you, that you like the knife maker. Right. Right. Now there are, and you there know what? That's a lot. Like I said, that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, why people buy stuff is well, because they like the guy, they like his his philosophy, they like his personality, they like it. You know, they like that he's a family man, or they like that he's a Christian, or they like that yeah. he's a Jew. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it that are um, that are more than just the quality of the knife. Yeah, and and that's one of the. It's like, um, and that that's always been the the thing. I remember the one of the early knife shows that I went to. I met this guy, and he was just the super nicest guy, Uh but he was really quiet, just like. Like I might know who had you're a talking hard about. time even. Has this guy been up at? Uh, oh no no no! This was oh. I, I met this guy at the Chicago Knife Show. Okay. And I, I won't mention his name because it, it's I. I don't even know if he's still around to be honest about it, but he was a super nice guy. But he was like really reclusive, really quiet, really, you know, just set back on the back of his, you know. Like as far back away from his table as he like, almost like he was ashamed to say that he made the knives. Yeah, and the and the knives were nice. I mean, the knives were not were not at all junk. They were very traditional looking. They were nicely fit and finished. They were, you know, it was they were nicely done knives. And he had a whole table for them. He wasn't selling anything. Yeah. You know? And and I remember thinking back then, God, it would be so nice if I if I had enough money that I could go to a show like that and evaluate everybody and then the guy that is thinks that his stuff is the worst stuff not maybe he doesn't think it's the worst stuff, but he doesn't want to be like braggadocious about what he's doing. Right. And just like buy his whole table and and then resell it. <laughs> yeah, with, well, with you know, kind of like make his day, yeah. and, and then yeah. you know, say, look, your stuff is really g- great, you know. Yeah. And and um, and if you just like accepted the fact that you do good, nice work instead of cutting it down all the time. Yeah. You know, and and people do that. It's like they're yeah. they're harsh on themselves. Yeah, they're way way harsh. And it's than like they ta- uh, it's almost like they talk customers out of. 
buying their stuff yeah. because they they'll point they, out flaws, flaws on their knife. Yeah, yeah, flaws that the customer didn't see. Yeah, and flaws that a, that that if if you're like a, a guy that I like and want to want to hang with, you're I'll overlook gonna, it. Yeah, you're <laughs> never going to care about minor things. That's right. Well, we are we are approaching uh, long enough for me. Uh, I'm going to tell you what this is a good cigar. It's pretty good. I, I I had to set mine down for a bit. Um, they're pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're getting a little lightheaded. <laughs> well, um, I I just I've had uh, nicotine poisoning before. Really? And so I'm fairly careful about. I didn't nicotine. know that that was even possible. Is it? No, 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 it no. Is seriously, possible? yeah. If you if you if you power through a couple of these really strong cigars like this, you'll get so sick you'll just want to die. We literally. In Iraq, smoked a cigar every day. No, smoke ten. S- well, <laughs> no. Or, or smoke no, two no, in a, no. smoke even two of these real no. strong ones in a row. Well, and, and it was funny when we were we were in Iraq, you couldn't drink. Okay, it's, well, it's so because it's there's no alcohol. You yeah, know, we weren't allowed to have any alcohol. So, um, so I know. So what we I'd would be drink. Doing. We'd be drinking. We would drink bottled water and this, or coffee and this. Yeah. Well, and that's fine too. You don't have to. There's a lot to ways to enjoy Turkish yourself. coffee. We drink Turkish yeah, coffee. Yeah, Turkish bag coffee bags. is awesome. Okay, so we're we're approaching the end of our podcast here. Uh, we're not even going to talk about politics. <clears throat> let's please not. Or Baltimore. Let's please not. Or the police. Let's please not. Uh, <laughs> there's plenty of places where you can go to get that right now, and I just don't feel like it tonight. I'm enjoying myself so much. Uh one other thing I forgot to mention is that I did make a website, uh, verstegblades.com, V-E-R-S-T-E-G blades.com. Uh, check it out. Some cool photos and stuff. Uh, every once in a while, I'll put an article up on there. You can. There's a little link uh, where it says news, and if you click that, you'll see a bunch of little articles that I've written. It's not necessarily all knife related I may take a trip and mention the trip on there uh, I've got some stuff on there about knife design and, and some different thoughts and things that sometimes I talk about on the podcast and sometimes I don't did you talk about the hoopty? oh no yeah that's another story for another time um, Jim and I <laughs> well I tell you what we're going to do is um, in a few days well actually day after tomorrow uh, while we're re- repairing the hoopty, I'll hook a recorder up and we'll kind of tell the story. You know, of it. when we cut the tree down, we got to record that too. Yeah, we will. Yeah, and whenever Cause it comes it, down. Because when the tree falls on the shop, it'll be really no, it's gold. not falling. It'll be gold. The... <laughs> I'm refusing to allow this ash tree to fall on my shop. Anyway, uh, how do people find us? Um, you go to knifejournal. dot com. There's a form there. Mm-hmm. You can like us on Facebook, James Dean Oka mm-hmm. and Kyle Verstig. It's actually K.R. Verstig. Yeah, I make it uh, hard to find because I was getting um, friend requests from all these crazies. Uh, and so it's actually... Taiwanese, smooth Taiwanese boys. Well, okay, so there's <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> but... I'm, I'm just saying that uh, I, I made myself a little bit harder to find. If you're friends with him, you'll be able to find me a lot easier. I, you know what? It's, what's really funny is uh, 
as I get, I'm, I'm now getting friend requests from, uh, like, Russian girls, Russian names, yeah, and that's that kind that's of stuff. why I stopped. Yeah, it, it is. That's that's why I made myself harder to find. So if you've got a Russian name, and you have a picture of better send a personal message. Yeah, somebody that's like, uh, uh, like blonde and like Natasha, seventeen or eighteen Named years old. Natasha guess what? All this. I'm deleting you. Well, if if your name is Natasha and you're from Russia and you're a knife fan. And you fit you that description. You need to send me a message. Send a message with your friend's request. Yes. Don't just send a friend's request. Yes. Because, uh, you know, we're... Listen, We're I, very virus conscious. And I... Well, and not just that, like... I mean, I'm not in the market. I'm no. just not. So... No. I don't... I don't I'm not really what? interested in that. For um, girls named Natasha... Uh, I want to be your friend? Pictures, oh. Uh, Come who, to my website? Right, exactly. Is that what you get? I am not interested in that at all. Uh, so, so then you can send us an email. Yes, how? Uh, you can send us a podcast at knifejournal.com. Right. Or you can send Kyle an uh, email at... <laughs> well, no, my, my address, if you... if there There is a contact form on versedeggblades.com. You can send it through there. Uh, Really, it's it's you pretty. You can send him a text us. message at yeah, right. nasty. Right. So uh, anyway, uh, I I don't have anything else. Do you? No. Um, I think that uh, that this election is going to be exciting. Right. The field is growing by the day, and as long as as long as Hillary loses, I think I'm going to be happy. I remain calm. Remain calm. But I'm sorry. I think the bitch should be in jail. Okay, well, at any rate... Um, but I, I, I'm that's not, just my personal opinion. It I'm doesn't enjoying, reflect Kyle's opinion. Uh, tonight, I'm enjoying myself so much that I really don't want to comment. Do you have any parting words? Um... Open your cigar up, clip your cigar in with a bussy Gemini, and yes. it'll taste better. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I'm, in, I'm really enjoying my bussy cut cigar. Yes. Um, and I don't even have a bussy knife. For God's sakes, I need a bussy knife. you got to get one. i got to get one. Them. You'd think Jerry would have like said, hey, Jim. Well, maybe he'll hear the podcast or see the video, and he'll realize that like we're actually fans. Yeah, I don't think he likes me. Well, I, I, I don't think you. I've actually I think, never met the guy. Yeah, I, I used to like, talk to him on the phone a fair amount. I've never, I've never <laughs> actually met him, so I, he, he wouldn't know me from Adam. But, um, but besides that, that being said, um, obviously he does a beautiful job marketing, and he sells knives without sheaths. He's kind this of a knife a maker's damn hero. Good knife, regardless of all the rest of the bullshit, that's a good knife. Yeah, sorry, okay. it just is. Okay. I love that knife. And it's personal tastes, whatever, you know. What if Daryl would have let, like, a Chinese knockoff knife? I wouldn't have bought it. I wouldn't have bought it. Uh, anyway, um... So, so, um, keep your, keep your friends sharper than your knives sharp. No. Keep your knives sharp and your friends sharper. And, uh, my new catchphrase, go outside and play. Oh, go outside and play. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. 
Okay. Uh, thanks That's for it. listening, folks. Yep. And have a great night and enjoy interwebs. your evening or afternoon or whatever drive you're listening on. Yeah. Enjoy it. Bye. Bye-bye.